0: Welcome to Gap Talk, where we provide tools, tips, and techniques to help your life and business be easier, better, and faster. Hello, hello, how are you? I'm Gabriella, and this is GabTalk Success Tips from Experts. Today, I am bringing to you Jim Feldman. How are you today?
1: I'm doing excellent. Thanks for asking.
0: I am so excited to have you. Let's have you tell our audience about you and your expertise.
1: So I'm somebody that thinks inside the box. Let me explain it very quickly. If you're outside the box, you don't know what the problem is. You cannot make any informed decisions. And yet our entire culture has been told, think outside the box. But the truth of the matter is, we're all trying to solve a problem. And if we don't know what the problem is, how do we solve it?
0: That is so true. I remember as a kid, that was a big thing. Think outside the box. Think, you know, don't be like everyone else. Be unique. And I love being unique, but you're right. Sometimes being unique and thinking outside the box puts us at a place where we have a hard time figuring out what the problems are. I see that you have shift happens, and I know we've talked about that as well. How does that play into think inside the box?
1: because we live in a world of change. Our for-sures are no longer our for-sures. We have been on a slippery slope for a long time and people don't like change. They like to go back to what they're comfortable with. I basically think the more you're willing to change, more like a chameleon, more flexible they are, the more chances you have to discover new opportunities using existing resources.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, there's a ton of people out there that talk about it and they teach it. But in practice, it's kind of hard to do. And you take it in a whole different direction and teach it in a whole different way.
1: If you think about change, and we're all going through change, and we are all innately resistant to change, because it makes us uncomfortable. I try to make everybody as uncomfortable as possible. So if you want it sugar-coated, go buy a donut. You're not
0: going to get it for me. I'm going to shift gears for a second. You mentioned donut, and I'm that makes me think of food. And I know you have a really interesting story about your background and where you started. So let's jump into telling us all about how you got to where you are today.
1: So when I was seven years old, I went to my mother and I said, I'd like an allowance. She said, go talk to your father. I went to my father, who was a doctor, and I said, I'd like an allowance. He goes, go talk to your mother. The very first business lesson I learned is get all the decision makers in the room at the same time. So I got them both together, and they were uniform in their response. No. And I said, well, what do you suggest? Rule number two, always ask your client or your customer for suggestions. And they said, well, go wash the car, go walk the dog, go open up a lemonade stand. Well, that appealed to me. I went outside and I saw lemonade stands up and down both sides of the streets. There must've been a hundred lemonade stands. So I went back inside and I thought about it for a while. And I came back out to my mother and I said, when are we gonna go to Shoppers World? Which was a precursor to a Costco's or a Sam's Club. And I priced out bulk lemonade, bulk sugar, Ziploc bags and paper cups. And I came up with mom's lemonade kit. And so at night I would knock on the door and I would say, hi, I have a lemonade kit. I'm gonna save you a trip to the store. That's the problem I'm solving. Always identify the problem and why you're the solution. At the end of the summer, I had $351 in the bank. I was never outside in the heat. And I had shifted the paradigm of not being in the lemonade, stand business, but in being the supplier to the lemonade people.
0: So basically at seven years old, you actually understood the concept of what today as adults, we call B2B, business to business sales. That's incredible.
1: And I never stopped. I kept doing the same thing, but it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger.
0: So take us through the rest of your journey. I know that you had other businesses as a kid, and then you went to college, and then you started supporting and helping other businesses. Tell, tell us the rest of your journey, please.
1: I went to law school not to become a lawyer, but to learn Socratic thinking. And Socratic thinking is always asking questions. Ah. And we had a study group. And one of the guys in the study group said, Feldman, I can't make it to the study group, I have to adjust a railroad car. I'm an insurance adjuster. We lost the box car. Now we found the box car. I've got to go see what's in the box car and then figure out how to liquidate and get some of our money back. Well, I couldn't pass up that opportunity. So I went with them. And in the heat of the summer, we found this boxcar. It was padlocked. We didn't bring bolt cutters. We had to go back and borrow one, open it up, and it's filled with spaghetti sauce in number 10 cans, which are restaurant-sized cans. Now, if you've never looked at a boxcar, this was an elongated boxcar. So it was 60 feet long. It was 20 feet high, 4.8 and a half inches wide, because that's the gauge of a railroad track. And we're staring at this going, what are we going to do with all this? And Being the entrepreneur, I said, if you were going to sell it right now, what would you take for it? He goes, $5,000. I said, I'll take it. Now, you have to understand, I did not have $5,000. So I had to go to the bank, convince the bank to give me the money. They didn't want to give me the money because they thought it was the dumbest idea they'd ever heard of. But I did have a lot of photography equipment because that's how I'd made a living up to now as a photographer. So I had to bring all my camera equipment, lock it up in their vault to get the $5,000. Now I've got a railroad car and I am... Happy, 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 and the next day the phone rings. And says, "Hello, I'm from Atchison, Topeka and Santa Fe Railroad. You need to move your boxcar." It had never occurred to me that I had to move it. He goes, "Well, you have a caboose? No. You have an engineer? No. You have a cabman? No. You have a locomotive? No." He goes, "You have the easement rights?" I go, "No." He says, "Well, this is really stupid." I said, "Well, you and the bank agree on something. <laughs> I'm stupid." <laughs> He says look this is your lucky day i got a weekend i'm taking a few personal days off i'll be back on wednesday now this is friday he said give me an answer by by wednesday So because we had a study group, I decided I would use the brain power of the study group on Saturday to figure out what to do with it. Before we started studying, I said to these guys, listen, if you had a boxcar filled with pasta sauce, well, how much is it? Well, I didn't know how much it was, but what I did is I calculated the size of the can and did the volume, and I did the square root of the volume of this or that, and I came up with 33,000 gallons. Now, at $5,000 $5,000 for 33000 my acquisition cost is quite low. So we come up with, well, the military, hospitals, colleges and universities. Monday morning, I'm fired up. I get a hold of a military base and the guy goes, how much do you have? And I go, 33,000 gallons. And he goes, I'll give you a buck and a half a gallon. Do the math, guys. 33,000 times a dollar and a half. I'm making a fortune. Do I have a deal? And I go, of course. He says, fine. What's your GSA number? I'm sorry, what? You need a GSA number. You can't sell to the government if you don't have a government number. The same thing happened with prisons, hospitals, universities, anyone that had government relationships. But I don't give up easy. I can't sell it to where it's going. I'm going to sell it to where it came from. So I went back to the manufacturer, found out what it cost them to make it, box it, and ship it, and it was about three bucks. Now I'm back to my dollar and a half because they're not going to pay me $3 if that's what they make it. They want a 50% discount. So he says, okay, I'll give you $1.50. And I said, no. He said, well, what's your counteroffice? I said, $1.65. Now, nobody's going to complain about a $0.15 cent uptick. But here's another rule. When you're dealing in big numbers, every penny counts. Right. Take 33000 times $0.15 cents and you see I made a lot more money. He said, do we have a deal? I said, no. He goes, what else? I said, how much do you give me for the box car itself? Most people don't think about the intrinsic value of the box. So every problem that's inside a box may have a container that also has value in either what you can sell it for or how you solve the problem. At the end of the day, we agreed. And I did three things that most people don't do. Number one, I had him wire transfer the money. No checks, no in the mail wire transfer. Number two, I went back to the gentleman who brought me there, my fellow student, and I gave him $5,000. Why did I do that? I said, listen, this may not be the only box card that you have to adjust. I want to be the first guy you call every time you adjust a boxcar. And then I went back to the guy from the switching yard and I gave him $5,000. And I said, he cannot be the only insurance adjuster that does this. I want you to tell every other insurance adjuster I'm a buyer for their boxcar. And that's how I came up with think inside the box because a railroad car is called a boxcar. And that's how shift happens.
0: So I'm going to shift gears a little bit when people are getting off the ground and trying to figure out where to go or how to grow their own expertise, knowing how someone like yourself is influenced and inspired is something that they too can look at and maybe take inspiration from. Before we started recording, the answer that you shared with me was very intriguing. So let's share that with our audience.
1: I have some very great influencers in my life and probably the biggest one is Leonardo da Vinci. And there was a series of books written about how to think like Leonardo da Vinci. He was an artist. He was a sculptor. He was a painter. He was an inventor. He was a poet. He was a real Renaissance man. And I see myself in that way. I'm an artesian chocolate maker. I'm a wine collector. I'm an animation art collector. Those don't have a lot to do with business, But as an example, I have discovered that my chocolate is a currency and I get things done with my chocolate. I get doors open. I get upgraded at hotel rooms. I get upgraded on the airlines because I'm always bringing chocolate
0: with me. That's that's amazing. Hello, hello, awesome listener. Thank you so much for joining us today at Gab Talk Success Tips from Experts. We're gonna take a short break and say thank you to our sponsors. It is through the generous support of these sponsors that we are able to bring to you these amazing experts that are sharing their best tips for your success. So please listen to what our sponsors have to say and hopefully they're going to inspire you that you're going to click their link and go support
1: them. This is Tony Stark Polici, copywriter, marketing consultant and author. And I have a question for you. If you could take $20 and turn it into 1000 or 5000 or 10000 or 100000, would you do it? Well, you can. And it's not through gambling, it's not investing in the stock market. It's by buying this book. That's right. My book This was voted number nine out of the top 100 best copywriting books ever written. And I wrote it for you, for business owners, to help you write better emails, better sales copy, better advertisement, to communicate better in all of your marketing and business communications. This book will change your business and your life. Try it, you're gonna love it.
0: Global Prosperity Academy, GPA, is a community of like-minded individuals that are heart-centered and mission-driven focusing on high level communication training, leadership development and strategic community building. Take a look at the video in the link below and see how GPA is right for you. You have shared so much incredible inspiration and advice with us already. I would like to know if you went back and talked to that seven-year-old kid or yourself when you were in college in the study group, is there one piece of advice that you would share?
1: Stop trying to sell your big ideas to small-minded people. Stop trying to do the impossible for the ungrateful. We all spend so much time trying to sell. Sometimes we have to recognize that they don't want to buy and you have to move on.
0: And I think when we're young or when we're starting out, we get in our heads that we have to do all of this work that winds up spinning wheels.
1: When you, when you sit down and you're selling your time by the hour, there's a limit to how much money you can make. If you're selling it by project or you're selling it by results, there's no limit to the amount of money you can make. So quit trying to monetize yourself on an hourly basis, and come up with a project basis. Then if you do it in less amount of time, they don't care because you completed the project. And if unfortunately it takes me longer to do it, they don't care either because it's not costing them any more money. So come up with your fixed cost. The second part of it is don't become the bank. I am always fascinated by the number of people that think you have to offer terms. I offer no terms. I stopped offering terms years ago. I'm not the collection agency. I'm the marketing agency, the promotion agency, the idea agency, and I offer critical thinking. And if you don't trust me or you don't think I'm going to do it, then don't hire me.
0: So before we conclude the interview, is there any other advice that you would like to share with our audience?
1: Be prepared for failure. Fall down seven times, stand up eight. If you're in an arena and you don't get knocked down, you don't learn anything. But a lot of people stay down. Don't stay down. The more times you get back up, the more times you've got an opportunity to succeed. And so I always will say to, it's a commitment to success must be greater than your fear of failing. And one of my favorite quotes, and I'm gonna leave you with this is, Benjamin Franklin may have discovered electricity, but it's the man who invented the electric meter That's making the money.
0: That's a really great point to end on. On each episode of Gap Talk Success Tips from Experts, we like to highlight a hero sponsor who is a business that chooses to highlight a do-good organization in their own community that is bettering the world. Today's hero sponsor is... Hello, I'm Deborah Thorne, the information diva, author, coach, Trainer, speaker, and the proud host of the Leverage Conference for speakers, authors, and entrepreneurs. Today, it is my pleasure to highlight one of my favorite nonprofit organizations, Demo Chicks. Demo Chicks empowers, elevates, and enlightens girls and young women in the non n- traditional fields of architecture, construction, and engineering. For more information about DemoChicks, please use the link below. Thank you for your support. So before we go, tell us please where we can find more information about you. And you guys, Those links will be down below in the show notes and in the description so you can reach out to Jim and have a conversation with him and see how he can help you. Where can we find out more information?
1: I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Google. What you want to do is do James D. Feldman always include the D because I've learned that if I include the D I make it to the
0: first page of Google. So it's always James D Feldman. Excellent. And you also have a digital business card that we will make sure to include in the links below so that people can find out more about because you have numerous different businesses that you might be able to help people with. So don't forget to click the links below for the LinkedIn, for Google, for Jim's James D. Feldman's digital business card. And I know that you have an offer that our audience is absolutely going to have huge benefit from. Will you tell us what that is?
1: So my day rate is fairly expensive, but for those of you that are listening, I have a special offer. For $50, you get 45 minutes of my time. That's like a dollar a minute, not a big deal. And it comes with the book, it's a 230 page book. So the way you do this is you just buy the book and I will include the consultation as the lucky strike bonus. So you can say I'm either paying for his time and getting the book for free, or you say I'm buying the book and getting the consulting for free. Either way, think inside the box.
0: That's awesome. So we'll get the link for that in the show notes as well. Make sure you click on the link and reach out to Jim. When you get your copy of the book and you have your conversation with Jim, trust me, it's going to be worth 10 times what you've paid for it. The value of that conversation is going to be absolutely worth it. So again, click the links below reach out to Jim, get your copy of the book, get your hour with Jim, find him on LinkedIn. Don't forget to include the D so that you get to the correct Jim Feldman, James D. Feldman. Also, don't forget to click subscribe and mark the reminder so that you find out when our next episode is airing. Hey, thanks so much for watching. We hope you got value today. We want to give a huge shout out of gratitude to our contributors. Please make sure you click the subscribe button below and don't forget to click the bell up above to get reminders when we add new content.